Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Agnes London podcast. This week's episode comes from our Conscious Christmas event we hosted last week. The evening featured panel talks, a speed swap from Swap Rebellion, a zero waste beauty demo by Candice from the Conscious Beauty Union and a chat about food with Max and Manor. Alongside, we also featured a mini market with stalls from Agnes London, Zero Living, The Kind Store, Flowers at Last and King's Cross Shelter. This episode is the first of three recordings from that evening. In this one, I'm talking to Mel from Zero Waste Goods, Emma from Slow Living and Sustainable Parenting Platform, Mamalina, and Immy from Sustainably Vegan. We discuss rethinking the way we gift this season and how we tackle gifting dilemmas such as the £5 Work Secret Centre. I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope it helps you with your gifting this festive season. Good evening, everyone. Um, Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate there's a lot going on at this time of year, so it's really great to see so many of you here. My name is Sophie. I run Agnes London, um, and I wanted to put this event together because I feel like Christmas is a time of year where you have a lot of overconsumption, a lot of overindulgence, and I wanted to talk about the ways that we could do it a little bit better this year, um, a little bit more sustainably while still enjoying ourselves. So hopefully um, everyone will be able to go away from tonight with one thing that they could do differently this year. So I've put together a few panels um, to talk about that with me. And to begin, we're going to be talking about gifting and rethinking the way we gift. So to do that, I've got Emma, Mel and Immy with me. Um, Emma is a slow parenting advocate. Uh, Mel runs Zero Waste Goods, really good Christmas markets if you're in the need for some Christmas gifts. And Immy runs the Low Impact Movement and talks a lot about sustainability on her YouTube channel. So, yeah, we will talk about gifting. So, first of all, um, ladies, I wanted to start by asking you if um, no presents are better than unwanted presents. As we know, a lot of unwanted presents go to waste. um, And sometimes I think there's a pressure to just buy something for the sake of it. I was actually watching a video earlier today about um, how 60 million unwanted presents are given each Christmas and how only about 50% of them are actually returned. And then if you actually think about the retailer and you think about if there's even like a small um, thing that's gone wrong with it or you've broken it slightly or not even broken it, but you've opened it and then put it back. So many of those presents don't actually get put back on the shelves. Mm -hmm. So even though 30 million might be given back, I still think it's so much better that you give no presents rather than unwanted presents because your present could be part of that 30 million that don't get put back on the shelves and just literally end up in dumpsters. Yeah, just end up in landfill. I almost think that an an unwanted present is worse than not having a present at all because if you're doing it so poorly that the gift that you're offering someone is just really not representative of who they are, what they like, whether it be something that's unsustainable or just really doesn't suit them. Um, And then you have to receive that gift and be really happy for it and therefore kind of propagating that cycle. It's, It's a difficult question because on the one hand, you want to be able to gift someone something and it's not always easy to get it right. But then on the other hand, if you're just honest and open with that person and say, look, I didn't know what to get you, so let's go for a drink instead or let's have that coffee or let's go and do something else together Mm. i think in that form no gifting is is almost yeah is much better yeah gifting them like a memory rather than a physical thing yeah i think as speaking as a parent it would be tricky to get away with no gifts Mm -hmm. whatsoever and i do think that there is 
some real joy in receiving something and opening something like I think I would be a real Scrooge if I denied gifts in that sense but I think that there has to be yeah this strong sense of quality over quantity um and that's really where I take issue with this time of the year when it's about how many how many gifts kids can receive whether it's in stockings or 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 under the tree or whatever Mm. um so for me it's a lot yeah about stripping back stripping that back yeah yeah um so you have three boys and I was wondering how you managed their expectations around that because when I was a child I literally used to go through the Argos catalogue and like circle everything I wanted (laughs) yeah we were briefly talking about this before um a lot of it's about expectation honestly like that's I've built up um over the years that you know there isn't going to be a pile of presents there waiting for them they're not going to be wrapped in brand new wrapping paper Mm -hmm. um you know and so they've come to exist within these certain parameters that we as parents have set up for them um they might ask for things um and they might get one or two of those things but there's always next year or there's also we put a strong emphasis on sharing things so like everything they own basically is shared between them Mm. um and that's just normal for them now so i think it's so much yeah about the 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 environment and the rules that you set up yourself yeah either of you have any i mean i'm just i'm very impressed with that (laughs) um yeah gift giving for children is hard because there's also a lot of really exciting cool stuff out there Mm. and advertising these days is targeted oftentimes more directly towards the child so that they can then pester the parent to give them the thing that they want so it's not just one person you know we're all kind of involved in this um this idea that we're, we're giving to children that having more brighter the best the newest the latest is socially more beneficial to them than than having time with their parents or sharing something with their brother and sister um so i'm very impressed i think that's amazing and and it's definitely a conversation that's being had more and more um and there are a lot of companies out there that do do really good children's gifts so there's a company called whirly i don't know if any of you've heard of them um so what they do is they collect children's toys and these can be plastic toys um and they have a toy bank and what you can do is for 9.99 a month your child or the person that you've gifted their child can go online and select the toy that they want they then play with it for a whole month and then at the end if they want to keep it they're welcome to but if not they can send it back and then they can choose another toy from the library so another child can have a play with it afterwards and they are a bit battered they are a little bit bruised but they have a story behind it and the children that engage with that kind of system actually don't mind um if that if that's what they're told Mm. um and there's a lot of companies that do sustainable wood toys as well. So you don't actually you have to go down the plastic route. And I think it is shifting and, and children will get excited about things that you help them feel excited about. And, and there are solutions to this, too. Mm, definitely. Children are definitely um, targeted a lot in advertising. And I think that's still been that's been the case for a very long time yeah. as with like TV and stuff as well. Yeah. Me. I mean, I don't have kids, but as a very proud new aunt, I don't think it's just the kids' expectations. I think it's also the grandparents' expectations that need to be met. Because the amount of, like, plastic shit that my parents have bought (laughs) for, like, this little kid is... At least at least it was secondhand, like, a lot of the stuff. So I, I really can't blame them for it. But sometimes I think... 
I mean, and also like, oh, they're just so little and cute and you just want to put little boots on them and like little things. And then you just have to remind yourself, they don't need all these things. No, they don't need shoes. You have to manage yourself and your grandparents as much <laughs> as you have to manage the kids. Yeah, I get a lot of questions actually around just that point. Like how, how do we... Um, honor what we as a family want to do like mm. some things I was talking about versus what other people might very kindly want to give to us and how do we yeah not offend them yeah um and I always just say it's just about being open and honest while still being polite but just saying you know we we'd actually rather that you gifted our child one thing and that that one thing was secondhand and but yeah totally there's a lot of um kind of yeah expectation from very well-meaning family yeah yeah it is easy to get carried away yeah. buying stuff yeah so um also as adults we may not want to receive christmas gifts or we may um if, especially if we're trying to live more minimal minimally or sustainably so how do you think we can broach that subject with our friends our families and also our colleagues as well because sometimes there's like a some companies have like secret santa and things like that well I've had to have many an uncomfortable conversation with my like parents, for example, where one year I'll be like, oh, I'm tr really trying to be more sustainable. Could you possibly like not buy me anything? Or here is a list of things that are acceptable. But it's, it's so like painful to say that because you're, I feel like such a spoiled brat being mm -hmm. like, okay, you can buy me a present, but if you buy me a present, it has to be this specific thing. Yeah. But I think just being really open about the reasons why you don't want to receive some kind of gift or a specific kind of thing can be really like the thing that you connect with like finally this year my family have decided to do secret center so you can have one really really nice present for someone that's actually something that they want and you don't have to buy or like really think about things that other people want but you don't and I only brought that up because I was like, it'll be cheaper for everyone. Mm. It will be easier. It'll be way less stress. And just saying the words, it'll be less stress. My parents and my brother and stuff were just like completely sold. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, you're right. Just buying one present for one person, making sure it's really nice can be a really good way to ensure that it's like less stressful mm. and, and you got a nicer present for people. Yeah. So, um, my family, there's six of us. There's my twin sister and myself and my older brother and sister, and they're also twins, and then my mom and then my dad. So six of us, the four of us are all very close in age. Christmas has always been chaos and fun, and I wanted what he had, and he wanted what she had, and all this kind of thing. Um, and, it, you know, my family really revol revolves around Christmas. It's a time where all six of us can be together in the house, and it's it's an important moment, and I think having that conversation with people around trying to reduce something which seems so integral to a moment or an experience that you're having as a family, aka less presence, has been really painful for my family, but it's also been brilliant. Um, two years ago, we had two Christmases in one year. That's how much we liked it. My brother couldn't be there for the actual day. So we, um, to my parents' surprise, we dressed the whole house while they were sleeping. We cooked dinner at midnight and they woke up and there was Christmas everywhere. It was, it was brilliant. Um, but what we remembered about that wasn't the gifts. Like I couldn't actually tell you what I bought anyone. We didn't give my mum and dad an opportunity to buy anyone anything because they didn't know it was happening. Mm. Um, but what we talk about now is the memories and, and the laughter that we shared and how fun it was and, and what a great experience we had. And, and it really connected us as a family. And I think from there running my Christmas markets, I've made it really exciting and interesting for people to be involved in the lifestyle that I'm looking to live. And 
my aunties and my my father will now only buy wrapping paper that's made from brown paper and they'll celebrate with me and send me pictures of it and it's kind of like every step they take we can all celebrate which is which is really great and it's not about having less and I think that's kind of the the narrative that we've used it's not about having less it's it's about spending more time having more quality things and really getting that person one thing that they want we just mm. ask for one thing and then if you want to get somebody else something on top of that you're welcome to but it's not necessary and that's kind of the rule now um my brother even and this was unheard of two years ago um on whatsapp about four four weeks ago said um how would everyone feel if we don't do it presents at all granted there was silence like nobody came back <laughs> on that even me because I was like oh it's a you know it's a big step but it's we're getting there and as soon as you kind of have that that's the goal how do we feel about it and then make it work for you and your family because that's what's really going to make it stick over the long term is if you enjoy it if it makes your day more special and um and then you can kind of continue that throughout the rest of the year yeah I think that's such an interesting thing that you said like uh, presents are such a big part of the build-up to Christmas we spend so long thinking about what we're going to get people going out and buying them so it's really interesting you said when you did your surprise Christmas all you remembered was the memories you don't even remember if you had presents there or not so yeah can you repeat the question please oh <laughs> um, brain going on here the question I can't even remember the question. Let's move on. It was about yeah. how you talk to family about what oh, you're saying. Yeah, no, I think you went first. Okay. Yeah, well, I think I think we've covered that. Yeah. Um. So, some people at work I know have the situation where they've got a secret Santa, they've got to buy buy present for someone, and it's like a five pound limit or something like that, and there's not much you can get for five pounds. So, I wondered if you had any advice for any members in our audience that might be in that position. I would definitely say to someone. Um, let's go for a drink let's go for a coffee half an hour take out take that time out of our day and let's just not in a creepy way get to know each other better like when I used to work in office I like I would love to do that with any single one of my colleagues um and then just yeah use that as 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 a gift because it's about the gift of time and you'll be getting to know someone better yeah that's a good tip I can definitely think of people in my old office that I would not <laughs> spend any extra time with, even if they paid me five pounds. Um, that's a really hard one because it's all about, again, you know, society and how um, how the group at work are coming together to to propagate a system which, you know, inherently no one really enjoys. Like, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't enjoy the pressure of getting something and then the opening in the office and somebody's bought something, you know, a sex toy or something and it's just all <laughs> awkward and horrible. You just want to get out. Um, so I would say, you know, speak to management and maybe suggest putting all of that money and donating it to shelter or something like that. Even, that's, even if it's only 50 pounds, you know, that could provide somebody with a warm piece of clothing and then you could then do that as a raffle or, or buy a Christmas jumper or something fun. Mm -hmm. um, you could also go to your local zero waste store and fill up a glass jar full of, I don't know, like lentils and make a soup recipe or chocolate and things like that. I'm sure you could get something five pounds. Mm. Um or quit your job. I don't know. It's probably not the <laughs> right environment for you. <laughs> a little bit drastic. In the run up maybe. to Christmas. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, but no, I'm, yeah, that's all I have, I'm afraid. I think the best present I ever got from a secret Santa was a book that 
my the guy who had me was my CEO and we'd had a 15 minute conversation I think the week before about he was telling me about his favorite book and I said oh it sounds really interesting it definitely sounds like something I would really love to read and we talked about it again for a bit longer and then for my present he bought me that book and it was one of the best things because it it made me realize that every secret secret Santa I'd ever done before with work or been forced to do with work I'd never bothered to go and talk to that person and if I didn't know them that well and kind of just like listen to and trying to understand or gauge anything that they're even interested in Mm. I would always be like oh shit and I just buy something that I thought would be fine it would do yeah um but ever since then it made me realize that even just going and having a really quick conversation with even their best friend or at work or whatever and just trying to get to know a little bit better I always think books are a really good thing or if you think that they're really wasteful in some way giving them something like that is possibly can be under five pounds or five pounds that would help them be a bit more sustainable it's kind of like a oh you're a bit not sustainable but also I'm like light-hearted and trying to give you something but also consumables are always the best option if you really have no idea because they'll at least use all of it and it will be like not another piece of plastic crap that's like lies around yeah and I guess with a book or with like a a sustainable present it's kind of a conversation starter isn't it you could like if someone gets coffee every day in a takeaway mug you can always give them a reusable one and tell them in the nicest possible way why you think that's that's the better option so yeah um so i was wondering what the best present that um you've ever given someone that didn't cost the earth was if you can obviously it doesn't have to be a physical present could be a a memory i think that's really hard because I'm wondering what the metric is for that. Like, what is the best present? Who Who's measuring that? Because I might think I've given a really good present. Mm, that's true. And as we know, you know, a lot of, <laughs> how many was it? 60 million, did you say? Like items yeah. end up in, in the back of your cupboard. So that could have been me. I don't know. Um, but when we were talking earlier, just one thing came to my mind was when my twin sister and I, I went traveling for a year and she stayed at home um, and her then boyfriend proposed to her while I was away. The bastard. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't be there on, at the time. And so after she shared the message with me online, I spent the next three weeks making her a, a book with um, poetry in it and drawings. And it was all made with natural, like upcycled fabrics and things. And it took forever. And I... <laughs> not very eco-friendly I shipped it over um, to the UK and that was a surprise for her and when she opened it she saw the story of our journey together and how happy I wanted her to be all in in pictures and things like that and and, and I think that was one of the most impactful things because she still gets it out and shows it to me and this was you know five years ago so something that you make I think is is always a really impactful thing and it doesn't have to cost you a lot yeah sounds like that was a really good present thanks <laughs> Um, Okay, so we recently had our third baby and so we were the lucky recipients of um, lots of gifts. And by far, um, the most, the the best, most gratefully received ones were homemade fresh dishes, preferably delivered to the front door, still warm, (laughs) like, (laughs) I can hear him at the back, like better than any any clothes or... um, 
or anything like that just like food and when it's made with love so for Chris you know that can be cookies or brownies or anything like that but you can taste that love in homemade mm. food so yeah definitely that comes top of my list okay I've remembered one for my granny's 90th birthday she used to always talk about how like she loved hanging out with the young people in our family and um me and my cousins and my brother and sister decided to kind of like make her a kind of high tea and invite everyone around and kind of just spend time with her because um I don't know I feel like everyone's very like busy in their lives and no one really well we we definitely didn't spend enough time with her um and so I we thought it was one of the a good idea to like make all of these like amazing cakes and all of these sandwiches and tea and stuff. But then at the end of it, she said the best thing was the fact that we'd all come together and spent like an entire day with her and made her feel really like welcome and warm and that family really mattered to us. And so it was like a really nice, nice thing. Yeah. Or, like the theme across what you've all said is like that personal touch, like kind of putting effort into it. And yeah not any kind of like nothing really shop brought just handmade i mean i think that's what the whole purpose of giving somebody a gift is to show them i've really spent time thinking about you and you matter to me or i love you like that's what you're trying to do so when you have to do that for five pounds for libertarian accounts it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel genuine which is why it's hard um but what is the most genuine thing is is spending time spending time with each other and part of the whole cycle of consumerism is they almost entice you into not having any time because you're so busy buying things to apologize for people to make up for the fact that you weren't there mm-hmm. um or and to impress them because you've spent your time at work you you know it's all a it's all um I guess a symbol of how you're spending your time and if you can just say no to all of that and that I want to be present with my family I'm going to switch off my phone you know I've got this one thing that we're going to do together at some point in the future like that I think is 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 really special in this day and age yeah Sorry. I was just going to say which is why putting five pounds in an envelope for the office for the secret Santa is like I think the worst thing to do because it literally shows you spent about 30 seconds thinking about it yeah. just before you have to go in and like yeah. do it yeah has that happened to you um I've seen it being done a lot I mean look it can you put yeah. a fiver in an envelope and just gift that yeah it can be quite helpful I guess but like on the theme of uh thoughtfulness and thinking about gifting it kind of yeah it's going to be yeah definitely I can actually think of a gift that I'm about to give someone that I think would be a nice one Um, as I said my brother's just had a baby and I have me and my sister have just like created these like handmade cards of like I owe you one evening of babysitting or like uh, one whole day of babysitting or something so that him and his wife can go off and and do something and they don't have to pay a babysitter but also they know that the baby is with people who actually want to spend time with him yeah yeah definitely that's a great idea um so obviously we can go to charity shops and buy secondhand gifting um but i feel like there's still a bit of a stigma around that and still a bit of a um it doesn't look new it doesn't like it maybe doesn't have like even something as simple as it doesn't still have the label on it so i was wondering how you think we can overcome that I think that's really tough because there's so much conversation around it not being like as good quality or people don't really realize, especially if you go to really nice areas, people gift things to charity shops that 
still do have labels on or have been mm. worn a handful of times. I mean, my mum went to uh, Northcote Road recently and she never comes to London and she went into one of the charity shops there and she, she even came away saying, I cannot believe I found three jumpers that are like really in a good quality, uh, really good materials and have clearly looked like they've barely been worn. So I think some of it is actually people not realising what is available in charity shops mm. and just having this kind of warped perception that it's just a bunch of crap that people got rid of because they don't want and sometimes it can just be because they don't it's just not their style and they it's too late to take it back to the shop or anything like that so I think talking about it and even showing people what you've been able to get can be a really positive thing because then they can be like oh where'd you get that from oh I got it from a second hand store and then it kind of opens their eyes by you showing them what you were able to find and kind of demystifying what's possible Mm. I mean I I definitely I think it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand if you're gifting somebody you know is really not open to receiving something from that kind of shop something from that kind of shop the the chances are it will probably end up back in the shop yeah um or on the shelf or somewhere else um so I don't I don't quite know how you know what the best way is to target the the masses that really don't see charity shops as a place to you know really spend time in them their money um but what i've seen personally and i never used to shop in charity shops for this reason i used to think they were like old and dusty and nothing good was in there um but if you go to highgate like you say and in some of the really nice areas of london and and everywhere across london i think there has been a huge change in attitude uh, towards recycling and upcycling and reusing there's a lot of people on youtube and fashionistas that just have 10 sets of clothes and they're all gorgeous and they're all secondhand so I think if you're going to shop at a charity shop to get a gift like really spend some time getting that person something that they would genuinely want and share them with them you know that it's a surprise that it's from a charity shop Um, but almost don't make a big deal out of it you know it's kind of this is the way that we're going to have to shop moving forward is we're going to have to share things that we own we're going to have to use pre-loved that's just kind of where the world is moving towards um so almost i'd say you know the less of a deal you make of it the better yeah Yeah, definitely i think um it's about being bold and daring to change the rules and also kind of like you were saying leading by example in terms of what you do and what you come out of it from so for example at, at school now with all the school parties we're talking about different ways of gifting so that you don't have to turn up to a party and a kid receives 30 gifts that are brand new on that one Mm. day. It just seems like so many gifts. It kind of blows my mind. So reinventing the rules, being bold. So now I'm saying, hey, let's just give, you know, if the four children, sorry, this is slightly off topic, isn't it? But, you know, if there's four children sharing one party, just bring one gift and then the gifts will get kind of divvied up at the end. Um, Or, hey, guys, let's just all gift secondhand. And, um, yeah, I think it is a little bit about just being bold and uh, kind of daring to change the rules. And what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, it could end up back on the shelf, I guess. But you may well, you likely will probably surprise people by the the good stuff that you find. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's good advice. Um, So to finish up then, um, we've opened the present. We don't want it. What are we going to do with it so it doesn't end up in that enormous figure that Imi said at the beginning? That's a really hard one because there really is actually no right answer because Mm. if you genuinely hate a gift, then, I mean, 
what was that person thinking? Like you clearly, or, there was no communication between anyone. Yeah. Or there was, and they ignored it. I think you have to try and think about it in certain ways. So if I really hate this, do I know someone who would actually love it? And can I gift it to them just as is? Mm. Is this good enough quality that if I take it to a charity shop, it will genuinely be taken by someone and actually used and etc.? I think the worst thing you can do is probably take it back to the shop. Not the worst thing. That's an over-exaggeration. That's very dramatic. One, I think, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm yeah. stumped. I think, I personally think re-gifting it is probably one of the best ways if you know someone who would actually like it. Mm. But apart from that, I've, I've got nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I echo what you said. Other than giving it uh, somewhere that it can be used moving forward, I, I don't really know what to suggest. There's my, my sister, every year her husband's um, mother will gift her this garish makeup and it's like for 14 year olds you know where it's bright purple and glitter you open it and it's just everywhere she hates it hates it (laughs) every year she says i really don't wear makeup and she doesn't yeah so you can see on her face every time they've never seen her wearing purple (laughs) glitter (laughs) and we and they try and hide it in my room when they leave the house I'm not happy with this because I also don't wear purple <laughs> glitter. But they'll get the, um, her husband will take it into his work and they'll try and see if they can palm it off on someone, um, which is also not very successful. I think we should write letters and get people to stop manufacturing this stuff because who is actually wearing it? Is anyone in here? Anyone I'm just, wearing purple you glitter? Are. Okay, sorry. Well, now I know what to do with all my makeup. Um, but yeah, I would say just gifting it on to someone that you know will like it, giving it back to charity or writing angry letters anonymously. <laughs> Not to the gift giver, though. No, 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 to, to like, you know, the, the, the big man, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess just definitely don't leave anything languishing in the back of your cupboard. So easy to just put stuff up there and then you just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there may, may be ways things can be kind of... Um, upcycled into something else um i once received a kind of knitted i don't even know what it was like um bag no it wasn't it was like a just a big like loose it could have been a hat it could have been a vase it could have been a bag if i'd have sewn (laughs) some straps onto it um in the event i made it into a vase just by sticking a pot into it but yeah if you can amend it or or do something with it than that but yeah just don't leave it in your cupboards well I suppose actually one other thing you could do is if it's clothing you could put it on something like Depop or you could put it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace (laughs) will take anything actually Facebook Marketplace yeah that is is true excellent even if you sell it for a pound but it's going to a good home it's I think it's worth it and it's not cluttering up your house yeah great well thank you so much all of you for your wonderful advice and thank you for coming and does anyone in the audience have any questions you want to ask no who's going to be the brave first person (laughs) go on I have a caveat to your second hand story I'm I'm a big advocate for my second hand but I was reading from kind of small scale um, stores like similarly to what we have here that they're finding you know branching out and having physical stores they're losing trade to second hand so how do you feel I don't obviously 
know, sustainability and the, the running theme. So how do you feel about the stores that are trying to push sustainability that are having to compete with second hand? If that's a, a thought process or yeah. both positive, so it's not, you know, it's never a negative thing, but I just wondered how you felt about, um, you know, that kind of either paying more for sustainable products or paying for second hand products. Um, I think, uh, sorry, I'm going to stop. Um, as a brand that does try and sell things sustainably, um, I don't really notice that secondhand um, takes away from that trade. Um, and then as a consumer, I think a lot of things I'll try and look for secondhand first. And if I can't find what I'm looking for, because um, obviously not everything is available to a secondhand, then that's when I will turn to those sustainable brands. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And not just sustainable brands, but just small independent businesses. Like there's a local toy shop to us and, you know, sh they're really struggling because you can find so many amazing toys in secondhand shops. So it's a tough one. I think um, trying to shop at both and cutting out the Amazon, cutting out the supermarkets and eliminating those guys and focusing on secondhand and local independent um, but yeah, it's a really good point. I yeah, I'm. I guess I don't. I don't really know either what the answer to that question is. I think anybody that's working in sustainability, whether it's reusing, upcycling, creating something that's circular, um, they're not competing against each other. Competing against the system, which has put them both into creation, which is a good thing. But also, it's it's pushing more and more into their shelves and. Um, you know, there's the whole system, I think, and the cycle needs to be looked at. But if you are going to spend money, then spend it at a company that you trust if they create sustainable things from new um, and then support your local charities because they do have really, really good stuff in there. And if you are looking for something that you want that's not um, not sustainable, the second best way to get it is, is to buy it secondhand. Um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily think that they are competing. I'd say there's more pressure from other places. Yeah, I mean, I definitely support both because you're always going to get people that think that secondhand is disgusting. Like, you will never not have one person that says, gross, I'm not buying a coat from a secondhand store or I'm not buying a water bottle or anything, no matter how many times they put it through a washing machine. I think it's really important to support local and small and independent shops because they personally are the only ones I think can be truly sustainable they're also far more transparent and obviously I see so much value in secondhand and I try to buy everything secondhand especially things like tech which is some of the most wasteful stuff in the entire world but I think I think in equal measure you should support both and those who are really eco-minded I think it's it's better to support them in choosing secondhand because you're going to have people who are much more mainstream who are going to be like no so I think it's I think it's good to support in equal measure at what I do anyway. Um, but I I haven't heard from any of my shop friends about prop, but I'm sure there are if you've heard it. But I think it's important to support both for sure. Thanks. Anyone else? Yeah, Tash. Yeah, um, so I've got a question. See Black Friday is coming up soon. And I've noticed actually a trend of some shops now calling it Green Friday, mm. but actually offering almost exactly the same deals, but just labelling it Green Friday to try and be sustainable. So sort of your thoughts on that and whether it, see Black Friday encourages over consumption, but whether a Green Friday could be done in a good way if you are trying to say 
you know, thank your customers by giving them something that's a bit extra or some discounts or whether you don't think it should be hard at all. I saw brands doing cool things last year where they like shut up shop on Black Friday and didn't let anyone buy anything from them, which I thought was really cool. Like actually having the, um, I don't know, just just like letting go of those reins. And I think that's really inspirational for a shop to do that and say, actually, you can't consume from me today. Um, yeah. So this makes me really angry. <laughs> Does it make anyone else really angry? <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think encouraging rampant consumerism in any form is bad because it's just setting a precedent that we can and should have anything we want at any time we want, no matter the cost. There are brands, even ones that I respect, that do Black Friday month and they'll have discounts from the beginning of November through to the end of November. And it's all about the brand in question. So Patagonia, who are an incredibly large and sustainable company, or as sustainable as they get at that size, donate all of their profits from Black Friday to protecting the environment. So I think if you're encouraging consumerism, where the end result is to be put back into protecting the environment, you know that that company is trustworthy, then that's kind of where I would say that's good. But on the other hand, I think if you're getting you know, the big retailers offering discounts, then people just feel the need to purchase, not because they actually want it. And this is part of where all of the gifts end up in in landfill and things like that. Um, So for Black Friday, we are, my company Zero Waste Goods, we're actually working with GifGaff and they, um, GifGaff's phones are going from being only 60% completely recycled, upcycled phones to 100% over the next couple of years. So they're not going to be producing any new phones. And we're doing a anti-pop-up in uh, Seven Dials. Um, and basically we're, we're going to be helping people choose differently and um yeah it's going to be really good (laughs) you should definitely go down and check it out but it's essentially the same thing you can't buy anything on that day Um, but instead you're you can make a pledge around um around sustainability so i think having a different message and doing things differently is becoming more and more mainstream as well um but it's it's, you know it's yeah i just that really annoys me (laughs) yeah i mean why do we have black friday i mean we don't, we don't unless you're an american in in england like we don't celebrate thanksgiving it's mm. just another another reason for rampant consumerism to be to be made okay mm. i do disagree with black friday and i i don't buy anything etc but i think there is something to be said about um, I don't know, say you have a wish list and you really want to support um, an ethical or sustainable company, but they're really expensive. It could be a great way to support that company with something that you genuinely and have mindfully thought about and can consume in a more mindful way, if that's possible. So you can support a company that might be really ex- like really expensive, fair enough, fair wages, but for you personally, it's hard to be able to support them because you just can't afford them so in that way it it could be a positive i mean i am struggling to find any positives but i feel like this could be a positive and also i feel like around these kind of sales as well it allows people who really genuinely need something to actually buy something that's more in their budget um those are the only positives i could possibly think of but if you don't need anything don't consume like 
it's just another holiday holiday that is just completely made up for us to feel like we're really winning big on these massive sales on shit we don't want <laughs> so yeah i think just be mindful of how you, how you actually feel and whether you genuinely need something because it can be helpful in certain circumstances maybe can i just make one more point yeah um I just think it's interesting that, you know, what is the true cost of the thing that you're buying? If that company can afford to give so many products away at a 90% discount, how are they truly valuing that material? Mm. And who is suffering in, in that process? And what you're really spending your money on is, isn't the good. It's the process that has brought that goods to your door, which if it's 90% off, I guarantee you, it, it, you know, unless the company is genuinely ethical and you can trust them, it won't have been done in a sustainable way. Yeah, and they're probably actually getting rid of crap that they don't actually want to sell anymore. So that it's trying to find it a way and give you a good incentive. So maybe don't buy anything mm. if you can. Yeah, just stay at home all day yeah. or go out in nature do something outside um so thank you very much um we have a few examples of small businesses here that are trying to sell sustainable products and we've also got shelter with us as well who are showing off some of their charity shop um items so yeah you can kind of see some examples of things that we've just been talking about and yeah can i mention my christmas market oh yeah go on tell them about your um, christmas market <laughs> so i um I love Christmas, but I hate waste. I'm sure like most of you here. And um, a year ago, I decided to run a zero waste Christmas market to see if it was possible to see if I could find brands um, like Agnes London, who are genuinely sustainable. Um, and this year, we've got two that are happening in London. One is completely free. We've got 25 brands. It's on the 4th of December, which is a Wednesday at Old Spitalfields Market. So if you want to come along, um, you're more than welcome to, to have a look at those brands. We ver I verify all of them to make sure that everything from plastic free to they look after their carbon and all that kind of thing and then we've got a big the big one on saturday the 7th so that's from 10 30 to 8 30 at the boiler house and we've got 50 brands we've got cool workshops we've got loads of vegan food choir a really cool speaker in the evening um things for children to play with like potato stamping and all sorts of stuff with vegetable dyes um so if you want to come along and meet brands that are genuinely creating circular products and you want to buy one really good gift from someone then you know i think well i'm very biased but it'll be a good a good place to start yeah. you're all welcome basically yeah definitely. zero waste goods is the name of the brand yeah okay go ask mel about that afterwards okay great thank you so much thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode the next episode will be the finding your christmas party outfit panel from our conscious christmas event which was also another great panel, so not one to be missed. If you did enjoy this, I'd be so grateful if you could share it with your friends or go ahead and leave us a review on the iTunes store to help other people find our podcast. Thank you. See you next week.